Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Square Off. This is T.R. Smith and I'm joined by Shane Rogers, who was also the host of Midnight Facts for Insomniacs. And today I wanted to pull out a story that came out one or two days ago in the Wall Street Journal that uh, is an actual news story. Usually I forward Shane uh, opinion pieces that drive him crazy, but I, I think I have an actual news story today <laughs> that, that we can dissect. So this is on the state and local tax deduction. Uh, so maybe I'll just read it and I'll, I'll, I'll offer some minor editorializing as we go. But the headline is repeal of state tax deduction cap pitched for COVID-19 relief bill. So from the top, lawmakers from New York and New Jersey looking to capitalize on new Democratic majorities in Congress are trying to repeal the $10,000 cap on the state and local tax deduction as part of the pandemic relief bill but the Biden administration has been non-committal. So the lawmakers say the cap created in 2017 tax law punishes their constituents unfairly and pushes residents to move to low tax states, such as Florida. They are pitching the break as crucial to their state's economic recovery. Folks have been moving away in droves since our state and local tax deduction was gutted, says Representative Josh Gothheimer, Democrat from New Jersey said at a news conference outside a U-Haul facility in Patterson, New Jersey. This is key to the health of our economy, key to keeping our state strong. So for Republicans, this is me editorializing now, for Republicans, the, the whole question of the state and local tax deduction is pretty rich with irony and it kind of gives us some glee. Uh, even though I'm actually a blue state resident that is getting hit by this, it still gives me some joy to read stories about a Democrat from New Jersey standing outside of a U-Haul saying, please don't leave our state. <laughs> am, I, am I taking too much joy in this, Shane? What, what, what do you think of this so far? Well, I think it's inaccurate. I don't think that anyone is actually leaving the state based on tax deductions. I've never, ever, ever met anyone who chose the state they live in based on tax deductions. Oh, I think I think you're way off. I think no, that's not you, true. You, because you, you know you what? You know more than Congressman Josh Gothheimer? I do. And in fact, you know what? I lived in Oregon for many years. And if all people cared about was taxes, we would all move to Oregon because they don't even have sales tax there. People do not move based on <laughs> their tax deductions. And in fact, deductions are the least the least relevant to anyone. Deductions only really matter for rich people who can find ways to deduct things. Most people aren't itemizing all of their deductions because most people don't even have to worry about a large tax bill when they're worried about putting food on the table. So the only people that might be moving based on this kind of thing are like super rich people. But then again, if you're super rich, you choose where you live based on just where you want to live because you can afford it. So you live. Well, that's why rich people yeah. live by the beach and they're not going to move out of California. Now, corporations, that's different. We've had a talk in the past about whether corporations might be moving based on taxes, but no individual human is making a decision about where they live based on tax deductions. All right. Well, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. But and you're right. It is it is mostly about the rich. It's not about the middle class people, but we'll, we'll come back to that. All right. So here we go. This is a tall order to try and repeal the deduction because what the, the cap rather. So just to clarify, there's a cap of $10,000, which means that if you're middle class, you get to take this $10,000 deduction. You're, and mostly you're pretty happy with that. If you make a lot of money, the 10,000 cap is very limiting. So you're paying more in federal income tax. So, okay, so back to the story. Repealing what's known as the SALT, stands for state and local tax cap, would reduce federal revenue by more than $65 billion a year 
and expose splits within the party. Democrats are already struggling with slim majorities, competing priorities and worries about the size of the COVID relief package. Now it says the Biden team has been somewhat vague about whether they wanna push to change the cap or eliminate the cap. So here we go, this is a quote from, Sch from Schumer now, the new majority leader. If you think the people needed and deserved this money before the coronavirus took hold, the stakes are even higher now because the cap is costing middle-class families tens of thousands of dollars, says Schumer. Now that's, that's kind of a rich statement too, because again, if you're middle-class, I'll just use sort of the rough math here. If, if you make $100,000 and you pay $10,000, so 10% to your state income tax, you still get to deduct $10,000. Uh, now you pay, you might pay some extra in property taxes and stuff, but it's funny that Schumer here seems to be asserting that this is hitting the middle class when I, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. They're really trying to watch out for some of their uh, wealthier constituents in the blue states. Is that, is that fair to say, Shane? Yeah. All right, so we agree on, on a little bit here. All right, but Leonard Berman, a Clinton administration Treasury Department official, now at the Tax Policy Center, disputed that view from Schumer, citing studies showing that more than half of the benefits would go to the top 1%, so Shane was correct. There's a significant group of people who are really, really hurting, and eliminating the SALT cap would not, uh, would not help any of these people, he said. Direct federal aid to state governments which congressional Democrats also support would be a better approach. Meaning if states are losing out on tax revenue, we can just give them sort of some short-term aid to get through this without busting up this state and local tax cap. So let me skip down. There's a couple other sort of rich quotes in here. The last paragraph It's one of the great ironies in modern politics said representative David Schweikert from Arizona, Republican from Arizona. The very people who scream and yell that the wealthy need to pay their fair share that the progressive tax system needs to be more progressive are the very people who are pushing for the most regressive tax break in our society. Meaning that if you, if you bust up this cap, if you get rid of the cap completely and you let the people who make a million dollars a year deduct whatever they're paying in California taxes, for instance, uh, which could be a lot, right? I mean, it could be 10 to 13% on a million. You're talking about $100,000. The value of that, of that deduction, right? So now you get to deduct that $100,000 versus deducting $10,000. Um, hopefully everyone follows that math and, and knows, about, knows about deductions at least a little bit. So the reason I bring this up is that I just, as a Republican, I thought it was a pretty brilliant way to just say the Democrats who tend to live mostly in blue states, but obviously there's Democrats and Republicans in every state. But to say the Democrats especially in the blue states to say, oh, you think the rich should pay your fair share? Okay, here you go. Here's a way that rich people, especially in blue states, can pay more. And then they pass that and they start howling and saying, no, 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 this is not fair. So <laughs> do, you, do you see some irony in that, Shane? Do, are you with me that this is a little bit hypocritical from some of the uh, Democrats? If that were actually happening, I would agree with you. I have not heard much howling. I, I'm not sure who these people no, they're are howling, howling, howling about this. I mean, there are individual politicians, <laughs> but this is not part of like the Democratic platform. I don't hear Biden administration officials and his, you know, chief economic officers, and I don't hear certainly AOC and 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 Warren and Bernie. I don't know which Democrats are specifically for this, but I would say it's a very small percentage. And I, I don't think this is a big issue, but I, we agree on this issue. We just disagree as to whether this is really a thing. 
Well, yeah, I think it is a thing. And again, what, what you have to keep in mind is that, you know, it indirectly it indirectly does hurt the states in a way, or at least it hurts the taxpayers of the states, because if you're in California or New York or wherever, and you're used to getting a bigger deduction on your state uh, income tax, uh, or rather your, your, rather your federal tax, that, that you, you used to deduct your big state tax payment. You get to deduct that on the federal income tax. Suddenly you're getting hit with a bigger tax bill. And so that is painful. And so to some extent, it provides an incentive for people to either move out of the state. Uh, now, Shane refuses to acknowledge that anyone's leaving these high tax states. But- I absolutely do. And not only that, I think that the <laughs> only people who you said it's a big pain point or that like it hits them and it hurts, the only people who it hits are people who can afford it. And those people have decided where they're going to live, not based on taxes. They've decided where they live based on the fact that they can live wherever they want. And so I don't see this as something that hits people who would be hurt by it and might actually make decisions based on their tax deductions. Again, I think this is a nothing burger, but we at least agree that this is a silly issue. And yeah, we, <laughs> I don't think we should repeal it. <laughs> All right. Well, I got Shane on the record. I got, I got, you know, future, future world leader Shane and future world leader TR Smith here on the record that we should leave this particular tax provision where it is. But I would say and again, we can, you know, it, it'll take some time to really sort through these issues because, you know, this this tax law really went into effect like around 2018, 2019, that that was really when the effect was being felt. And then, of course, 2020, the pandemic hit. And so you do, you do have people, even as we speak, there are people trying to figure out, not just on the tax issue, but can they move to a place with a lower cost of living, right? So if you're in California and you've been thinking about moving to Nevada and suddenly your employer is allowing you to work from home, there are people trying to figure out, well, gee, maybe, I'm ha- maybe I'd be happier living in a place like Nevada, which also has no state income tax. And so people are making that move in the midst of the pandemic, but also coming on the heels of this, of this tax issue, which again, it, it is considerable. I mean, a, a couple that makes, let's say $600,000, um, you know, that could be a doctor and a nurse that are married to each other. They make collectively about $600,000. They used to deduct, I'll use again, the rough math here, something like 10% of that, of that, of that income. So if it used to be, they could deduct $60,000 right now, they're being capped at 10,000. So that's, so they've lost this $50,000 deduction. And on your federal income taxes, if you're, if you're paying 35%, it used to be that you would save 35% on that 50,000. I mean, 35% is the highest tax rate in America, which I don't think those people are paying, but. Well, it's, it's close. No, it, it is close because you're paying it on the highest uh, dollar. You're paying it on the highest part of the income. So just, and just for the answer to that question was 17,500. So you're, so if, if you got to save 35%, if that's your federal income tax rate, you would have been saving seventeen thousand five hundred. Now you're being told, "Sorry, you got to pay that seventeen thousand five hundred to the to the feds because of this this tax law change." So, I mean, I, I do think that people. Uh, now, I'm not saying that everyone makes their decision about where they want to live based on the taxes, but I, I, I do think it's significant. I think people do look at their tax bill and they say, "Gee, I'm paying a lot to the California state government. I'm not sure what I'm getting for it. Our schools aren't that great. The homeless problem is not." perfect here. But what am I paying all this money for? And then you're you know, paying it to not live in Nevada. <laughs> Nevada's all right. No, it's not. Nevada <laughs> sucks. It's terrible. It's well, dirt that- and snakes. Nevada is nothing but dirt and snakes and meth 
and Las Vegas. <laughs> no, and Vegas. I like Vegas. And legalized prostitution. You like got the it. reason that people yeah, live here, these people are making $600,000 a year. So they are willing to, you know, we will take a little bit of a hit to have a higher quality of life. And people do that. Now, if you can show me some evidence that people are actually moving because of this particular onerous tax bill, uh, fine. But I, I don't see that. I have not seen that either uh, in my personal life with anyone I know anecdotally. And I haven't seen any statistics that back that up. But a lot of it was happening even before the tax reform bill. And so there are there are people certainly leaving California. And I'm not saying it's, it's a complete population drain because, look, there are always people that are going to come back. But again, that yeah. is that has to do with cost of living. There are a ton of people. Right. But, but taxes are part because of that. It is expensive here. And that plays into it. Yes, that is absolutely a little bit of a part of it. But I think that mostly you're seeing the people that are going to be leaving California due to high cost of living are going to be not making six hundred thousand dollars a year. If you're making six hundred thousand dollars a year, that seventeen thousand is disposable extra income and you can afford it the people that can't afford it and are moving are people who can't afford a seventeen thousand dollar tax bill and don't have to deal with one because they don't make enough money to have to worry about that well but again i, I would challenge that a little bit because i think that you know if if i were to sort of unwind the numbers a little bit more again so let's say it's a couple that makes three hundred thousand dollars right you have to keep in mind roughly half of roughly half of that money is going to the government now it's not all income tax Let's, let's take the California example again. So there's a portion of that that goes to the, the federal income tax. There's a portion that goes to the state income tax. There's a portion that goes to Medicare taxes, Social Security taxes, unemployment taxes. You go down the list, there's a lot of taxes. And you know, at the end of the day, even if you make 300,000 in a place like California, you may only be keeping 150,000, especially after you've paid maybe your health insurance premiums and a couple other expenses. So now you're two very hardworking people in California, you're taking home maybe 150,000. And now you have to live off of that for the whole year. And the rents are higher, the housing costs are higher, the schools are not great. So maybe you're putting your kids in private school. And all of these things start to eat away where you say, like, you're just on this hamster wheel sort of barely keeping up. And yes, you might be doing okay. And you might be enjoying the nice weather of California. But the notion that you're sitting pretty because you on paper are making $300,000 a year, I would say that's not quite true. I think people, the upper middle class is getting slammed by all these taxes, all these sort of high cost of living things, that that is a reason that people are leaving and the taxes are all part of it. Yeah, I think um, it's, well, you said the taxes are all part of it. I think it's weird that Republicans always focus on taxes when what's really a concern is overall cost of living. And that means, you know, rent is the biggest problem in California by far. It, it is not the, you know, taxes are only an issue for people, again, who actually end up having to pay a lot in taxes. So your deductions, only if you have a big tax bill do deductions even matter. They matter nothing for anyone who doesn't pay a tax bill. So I like to have the you know maximum amount taken out of my taxes during the year so I don't have to worry about it. I don't ever have a tax bill most of the time. And th thus, I could have a million deductions. It wouldn't, ha it wouldn't make any difference to my financial situation because the only deductions only matter. They're not just that you get that money back or something. Deductions only matter if you have a large tax bill. And the only way you're going to have a large tax bill is if you're making a lot of money. Taxes, you seem to only be concerned about rich people. The fact is, <laughs> cost of living here is, a, is an issue. I don't care about that tax 
I don't care about salt because it doesn't affect me in any way. And most people in, in America and most people in California are not affected by that. It only affects people who have a large tax bill at the end of the year. And most of those people are wealthy. And, 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 and yeah, caring about the things that actually matter to people, which are cost of living, things like rent, the cost of even right. just the cost of food, the cost of education, the cost of health care. Those are things that really matter. Well, and that's true. But now the but the salt, I'm, I'm going to keep needling on you, needling you on this for a couple more minutes. So the salt, of course, the salt is just one part of it. The bigger part is the fact that you're actually paying a pretty hefty income tax. Now, I know you, you've already. Uh, pissed all over our neighbors in Nevada. So, so, sorry, sorry to all of our Nevada listeners. Shane, Shane, somewhere deep down. Deep I don't down. apologize. You should all move away. So, okay. Now let's pretend I lived in Miami, right? Now Florida has zero state income tax. Right. They have other taxes, but the income taxes are now. Let's say, you know, I have a friend, a doctor, and a nurse making three hundred thousand dollars in Miami. They pay zero in state income taxes, and you're trying to convince them to move to Los Angeles next door to you, where they're, they will now pay somewhere between 10 to 13% of that 300,000. Um, and so now they'll be paying, I'll just use the rough math, 10%. So $30,000 is going to go to the California government. And so they're leaving Miami, the, the beaches of Miami for the beaches of Los Angeles. Can you make the case to say, hey, come pay an extra $30,000 out of your income. And what am I getting for that in Los Angeles? Well, you're assuming I want people from Florida to move here to California, <laughs> and I don't. I, first off, Florida man can stay his crazy ass in Florida. And I, I guess I would ask, why are you here? Like, it's really interesting to me because you're talking about how terrible it is to live in California because of all the onerous tax bills and how, yes, people do move, of course, based on taxes. And yet you live in California. Why haven't I you do. moved to Nevada yet? It's, it's a very sad situation. Well, part of it is... <laughs> We, we do have family here. So my parents are retired and they live nearby. Uh, my wife's parents are retired, they live nearby. And my wife has some cousins that are nearby. And there are some other benefits to being in California. But mm -hmm. um, but what's funny was early on in our marriage, before we had kids and before uh, my parents had moved around, I did have this serious conversation with my wife and say, you know, maybe we should think about Florida, Texas, somewhere else where um, not just the taxes, but you know, your dollar goes further, you can buy a bigger house, it's less of a big deal. He, I mean, it, in a, a lot of parts, in Southern California, especially if you want to have like a big yard and a pool or something, you know, you, you got to you got to be a hedge fund manager nowadays to <laughs> to go buy to buy a really big, nice house with a big backyard. So so we did talk about those things. And, um, and my wife, as most wives, uh, you know, they win that argument. And the husband says, OK, honey, we'll we'll live where you want to live. Um, but what's funny was about a year after we had that conversation, her best friend moved to Texas and, and, and the best friend had no connection to Texas whatsoever. <laughs> and so I felt like indirectly, I may have still won that argument because, you know, at least she had to acknowledge that some people with no connection to Texas and, you know, people who have maybe still have roots in California, they are, you know, if, if they're going to start their career, they are, you know, prepared to sort of pick up roots and, you know, just make that plunge. Um, but obviously, look, I mean, there are there's complicated reasons for why um, different people choose to live where they live. Part of it's family, part of it's the culture, part of it's just what they're used to. So, again, I'm not predicting that California is going to empty out completely. But um, I do think there is that that risk that a lot of people and, and not just California, but there's other high tax states, high cost of living states where people are 
beginning that migration to red states and lower cost of living, lower tax states. Well, there's a reason that the places that are so expensive to live are so expensive to live. And again, market forces, I sort of do trust the market. If you want to live in Manhattan, you're going to pay a ton of money because everyone freaking wants to live in Manhattan. It's not just because the taxes are higher and because, you know, it's a blue state and they're trying to punish rich people. It's because the market has decided that Manhattan is a desirable place to live for whatever reason. Now, I wouldn't move to Manhattan because that's way too expensive and I don't think you get enough back. And at some point, I agree, it is getting too expensive to live in California and I may move at some point. That's totally understandable and we are 100% agreeing on that. What we disagree on is whether taxes are the reason. You seem to be concerned with the only the elements of the high cost of living that affect rich people, or at least I would say Republicans in general seem to be concerned with that, whereas I am much more concerned about the high cost of living that hits people of limited means. And that to me is, again, we always come back to these sort of fundamental disagreements. But yeah, I mean, California, if if it gets to the point where it is not desirable enough to live in California when you have to pay these exorbitant prices, then people are going to move. And that is the market in action. And the market will work. If enough people move out of California, the prices will go down and they will reform the tax system to try to bring in more investment and more residents. So it is just the way the market works. Places that no one wants to live are really cheap to live. That's it's funny how that works. <laughs> well, but again, in fairness, though, it's not that nobody wants. To, I mean, Florida is a big state. You know, it's, it's Miami's got real culture. It's a nice place to visit. I've, I've been there a few times. Well, it's also very expensive to live in Miami, for instance. You can it move is. outside of Miami and live in places that are cheaper. But that's the same anyway. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I do appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate that. And we will see you all soon. Thank you. <laughs>